Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. What time is it prophetically over your life? What is God speaking about your life, your community, your nation, and even your family? It's important for us today, especially, to be on the same frequency as the Holy Spirit and hear when he's speaking, then we are to obey his instructions. It's time to align every area of our lives with the will of God. In order to do this, we must operate in the wisdom that comes from God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, and I'm going to read the English Standard Version of the Scripture, it reads, Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, so that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely given to us by God. See, the Holy Spirit gives us His wisdom. And when we have His wisdom and not the wisdom of the world, we can, by his reasoning, not the world's reasoning, but by the reasoning that the Holy Spirit gives us, the truth, so we will be aware of the depths of what God has provided freely to us. And he's provided to us those things with no strings attached. See, the world, when the world gives you something, there are usually strings attached to it. There's something that you have to do to earn the world's admiration, to earn the world's riches. And many times it's in compromising. But God, he gives us things freely to enjoy. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1, and I'm going to read the Berean Study Bible of the scripture. It reads, Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you without money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine, and milk without money and without cost. Did you hear that? See, God is inviting us to come to him. And when we come to him, we're thirsty. We're thirsting for something beyond what this world can quench. It's a thirst of the Lord Jesus. It's our desire for him. And this scripture in the book of Isaiah says when you come to him, in our case, the Lord Jesus, but it's coming to God, Jesus, who is God. He's saying, Isaiah wrote here, through the unctioning of the Holy Spirit, that if you're thirsty, you come to the waters and you can drink of those waters. And then as you go on with your walk with him, without money, you can come by and eat. And that means even physical eating, as well as eating of what he gives. And then you can come and you can buy wine and you can buy milk without money and with no cost. That's the type of relationship God is calling us to, to him. Now in Isaiah chapter 55, the same chapter, verse two, and this time I'm going to read the new King James version of the scripture. It reads, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen to me carefully. What says, listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. See, Isaiah was speaking through, of course, I said the unction of the Holy Spirit when he spoke this. He was speaking of the Lord Jesus. 
And that's why this scripture relates to us today. God himself is asking us, why do we spend our money for what's not bread? For not those things, we spend our money for those things that we don't need. Bread, food is a necessity. But here he's saying that we spend our money on things that are not needed. And we spend our wages, things that we earn, for things that don't satisfy. But he said if we listen to him and we eat what is good and our soul, our soul is our mind, our will, our emotion, will delight itself in the abundance that he will give to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, and I'm going to read the Amplified Version of the scripture. It reads, and this is speaking of the wisdom that comes from God that I mentioned earlier. We also speak of these things, not in words taught or supplied by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual thoughts with spiritual words for those being guided by the Holy Spirit. See, when we open ourselves to the wisdom that comes from God, and in the earlier scripture, I said the Holy Spirit gives us his wisdom. So when we open ourselves of the wisdom that comes from God, the things that we speak, they won't be spoken based on things that we've learned by human beings. What we learn in school, we learn by studying books, but by things that are taught by the Spirit of God, by the Holy Spirit himself. And this scripture assures us that he will be combining or putting together and interpreting spiritual thoughts and spiritual words because the Holy Spirit himself will be guiding us. And that's what God is calling us to prophetically on the prophetic timeline that he has for us to engage in with him. Today's episode of Phyllis's New Creation is by this time. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, and it's the amplified version of the scripture, it reads, For though by this time you ought to be teachers because of the time you have had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning. And you have come to be continually in need of milk, not solid food a lack of maturity. What this scripture tells us, that a lack of maturity, and this is what it's referring to because it says, by this time, speaking to us, those of us who are in the household of faith, by this time, by this level of maturity, because we're speaking to those who have been walking with the Lord for a long period of time, for an extended period of time. He's saying in this scripture, the writer of Hebrews, that though we have those people who have been in Christ for a long period of time. They still are in need of someone to teach them just those elementary, those basic levels of principles of God's word. And because of that, they are on milk. And you can use that example for when you're looking at children and children's maturity. A baby needs milk. A baby is still being breastfed at a certain age. and it needs milk to get its nourishment. But what God is saying is that the mature person who walks with him shouldn't be like baby who needs milk. They should be able to digest solid food. In other words, God should be able to take them into deeper levels in him, greater understanding in him. 
That's why he's saying that by this time, this time on the prophetic timeline in your life and in your walk with him, there should be maturity so that he can usher you into greater levels in him. That's a prophetic timeline, as I said. And on that timeline, as we journey through life in different seasons of our lives, God is speaking to us. And that's why I said, what time is it prophetically over your life? When I'm speaking prophetically, I mean, what is God speaking into your life in this season, in this time? See, when he speaks something in your life, then you respond to it. Just like in creation, when he said, let there be, and there was. Now, the only way that you can walk in this new level in him by this time is if your name is in the Lamb Book of Life or in the Book of Life. It's the same, same reference in scripture. It talks about the Book of Life. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 15, and I'm going to read the English Standard Version of the scripture. It reads, and if anyone's name was not found written in the Book of Life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. See, I'm speaking to those people primarily who have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, whose name is written in the book of life. We're speaking to you by this time, your level of maturity. And I'm going to be speaking later in this message to those who right now might not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, but they desire to have a relationship. This message for today is for all of us. There are prophetic voices that are speaking. And these prophetic voices are speaking mysteries of the kingdom of God, declaring truths, talking about by this time. And if you're walking in a level of maturity in God, you have the ability to hear God from another dimension. Let's take a look. Let's take a look a moment at the word dimension. Because when I made that statement, I wanted you to meditate on it. When I made the statement, you have the ability to hear God from another dimension. That's a Selah moment. Meditate on that. Now let's look at the word dimension. And I looked it up in the Bible Hub Topical Bible. And I looked at it in the Greek, just the definition in Greek of the word dimension. Dimension means another capacity according to another standard. Now, just taking a look at that one definition, because there, there are other parts to the word dimension, but another capacity, that means to expand how you hear God according to a, a standard that's beyond his being your savior. When God is speaking to you or when you are praying to him, praying to him, not just always from the level, and I'm talking about the Lord Jesus, of his being your savior, but he's being, you can look at him being your judge, the warring king, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the bright and morning star, the alpha and the omega expanding how you see him. Because if you expand how you see him, he will expand how he reveals himself to you. If you limit him to just savior, talking about by this time, 
then your experiences experiences with him, regardless of what they are, will always be from the perspective of his being your savior. But he's more than your savior. He is a warring king. He is a judge. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the ending. He's so much more. So that's just the first level of the word dimension. First definition, another capacity. The second definition of dimension in the Greek was to look at him or to look at the word dimension, talking about hearing God from another dimension, from another scale or degree or components in any complex situation. So this means that you're looking at the Lord Jesus, you're hearing him from a wider scale, from more than, from the depths and the heights that he has, that we walk in him, the depths of God, the heights of God. Remember, he's seated in heavenly places with Christ. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ and Christ is in those heavenly places. So when you're looking at him on a larger scale or a larger degree, you're looking at him on that level of being seated in the heavenly realms and you're there with him. And when I say the heavenly realms, above the atmosphere, let's say if you're on an airplane, beyond that atmosphere in the third heaven, that's the second heaven. And we have, of course, down here where we live, but Christ, he feels all of it. He feels he's so vast and his scale is such on a level of depths and height until it goes beyond him just being here on earth. Remember, the Holy Spirit is in us. So it gives us the ability to see God because of the wisdom of the Holy Spirit that's given us beyond one level. So another capacity is the first I gave you. And the second is another scale. Thirdly is through dimension, you see God, you magnify him. And that's to make him great, to amplify him, to enlarge him. In Revelation chapter one, verse eight, I'm going to read the new King James version of the scripture. It reads, and this is when Jesus appeared to the apostle John on the Isle of Patmos in the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter one, verse eight, Jesus says, I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come the Almighty. See, John had never seen Jesus this way, talking about by this time. And he had been exiled, John had been, on the Isle of Patmos. He actually was was put out there to die. But Jesus, the Lord Jesus, appeared to him. And he appeared to him in in a manner, in a way he'd never experienced him before. And that's why I'm saying to us today, by this time, By this level of your walk with the Lord Jesus, you should be at a level that you will experience him in greater dimensions. As I said earlier, you have the ability to hear God from another dimension. Talking about by this time. And that's what happened to the Apostle John when he was on the Isle of Patmos, when he was exiled. He was there not expecting a visitation from the Lord Jesus. and But when he did, and when he did, it took him beyond measure in terms of what the Lord Jesus shared with him. And that is the same experience or similar experience that the Lord Jesus desires to share with his followers, us today. 
And the only thing that is limiting us is ourselves. In the book of John, chapter 12, verse 35, and I'm going to read the Berean Study Bible version of the scripture. And it reads, Then Jesus told them, For a little while longer, the light will be among you. Walk while you have the light, so that darkness will not overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. See, in this scripture, Jesus is explaining to his listeners, and he's even explaining it to us today. For them, he was only going to be with them a little while longer. And what he was explaining to them and what he's explaining to us is that while we have the light, they had him there physically with them. And he was referring to him being there physically with them. But the Holy Spirit is in us and the Holy Spirit points us to the Lord Jesus. So we have the spirit of God in us constantly, those of us who are of the household of faith. And so what Jesus is saying to them, as well as to us, is that while he is with us, while he was with them, and he's with us all the time, but while we're walking in the light, while we're walking according to the word of God and according to his tenets and according to his, his word and who he is, he said, then darkness will not overtake you. What he means is that those things that are of the world, that are of the kingdom of darkness, will not overtake us if we continuously walk in the light of him, in his wisdom, by his word, and by the unction of the Holy Spirit, and by obeying him, and by following his instructions. Then he goes on to say that the one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. What Jesus is saying there is that those who choose to walk in darkness. Now, in the Bible, when it talks about walking, it's talking about a lifestyle, a way of living. Those who choose to live in darkness. In other words, those who choose to follow the works of the flesh, doing whatever the flesh leads them to do, walking in self-centeredness, walking in a lifestyle of pride, walking in rebellion. Those who choose to walk in darkness, they don't know where they're going. They think they do. They believe they do. They do. They think that they have a handle on everything. They think that they have it all together. They think that they're progressing towards something better. But when they're walking in darkness, the darkness will overtake them. And what that means is that their reasoning will be only the reasoning that they have from themselves, from a worldly perspective and from the enemy. And so because of that, they think that they're going in one direction. But the word of God here clearly says they don't know where they're going. Now, there are many people who sincerely believe something. They believe in something other than the Lord Jesus. They believe in a different God. They believe in, 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 in secular. Secularism means that they believe in society. They believe, many believe in, in worshiping the creation, trees, animals. And they sincerely believe these things. Or even if they have another God that they're worshiping outside of the Lord Jesus. Many people sincerely believe these things, but they are sincerely mistaken. They don't know where it leads to. It's like what Jesus said, those who are in darkness, those who are walking or living a lifestyle of darkness, they don't know where they're going. They think they do, 
But in many instances, the enemy has deceived them. As it, as it states in 2 Timothy, they go on, evil men wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So those who live a lifestyle of darkness, their darkness grows darker and darker. They grow worse and worse, deceiving other people and also being deceived. Talking about by this time. God is calling his people to a level of maturity. A level in him, a different dimension in him, hearing him from a different dimension so that he can reveal himself on a greater measure, a greater scale, unlike we've ever experienced before. And the Holy Spirit has brought back to my remembrance the statement that he gave me that I have been decreeing since 2018. I remember now. Three years now. And that decree that he spoke and is coming to pass now is everything has changed. Nothing is as it once was, nor would it ever be again. And that's why by this time, he's calling us to a greater walk with him so that we will mature in him and he can teach us how to live a life that will be pleasing to him even during this new time. In John chapter 11, verse 10, and it's the English standard version of the scripture, it reads, But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. The Holy Spirit kept bringing scriptures to me related to light, walking in the light of God, walking in the wisdom of God, walking in the revelation that God shows you. Versus walking in the darkness, walking in the world system, believing in the world system, believing even in yourself. Some people worship themselves. They believe that everything that they do is based on how they feel and their perspective. But what they don't recognize is that human wisdom, including their wisdom because they are human, is limited. But the wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit is wisdom that comes from God. There is no limitation. It's beyond human speculation, beyond human reasoning. And that is where God wants us to be. He doesn't want us to be stumbling in darkness. He doesn't want people to walk in the night. And that's why he said the night, that's darkness, a lifestyle that is antichrist. He wants us to walk with him. Today, I want to speak to those people who don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus who's living their lives as best they can, trying to, to make it day to day, trying to make sure that they provide for their families, trying to make sure that they have enough to survive, and in some cases, trying to be a good person. Where there's none good, no, not one. There was only one perfect man on earth, and that was the Lord Jesus. So if you know that the Lord Jesus himself, the Holy Spirit, led you to hear this message today. And I'm telling you that he did. I am informing you and proclaiming that it was by God's divine providence that he led you to hear me today by this time. Repeat after me, please. Heavenly Father, I thank you for leading me here today to hear this message by this time. And I know, God, that you led me to hear this message because you're drawing me to you because it is time for me 
to get to know the Lord Jesus. And I'm asking you today, God, please forgive me of my sins. I know that you raised Jesus from the dead. I know that he died for me and you raised him from the dead. And I know, God, that only he can save me from my sins. And I'm asking you today to please forgive me. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, for forgiving me this day. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for Phyllis is a New Creation. And remember, Phyllis is a New Creation exists so you will know how to apply the word of God to your everyday life. Today's message by this time was designed so that the Lord will let you know that we're all on a prophetic timeline. And it's prophetic because he speaks. Whenever God changes something in your life, even when he changes season, he always speaks first. And so he wants us to know that we're on a prophetic timeline by him. And he wants us to know him in greater measure so that we can walk in peace. We can walk in the wisdom that comes from God. You can find Phyllis's New Creation in Google Podcasts. Just search for Phyllis's, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S, apostrophe S, A-N-E-W, creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N. And don't forget to put podcasts at the end of Phyllis's New Creation. If you want to support Phyllis's New Creation, because some people have been asking me, how can they support the podcast? How can they support the messages that we that God gives me each week that we're sending out on the airways. There are two ways that you can support Phyllis's new creation. One way is to write Phyllis's a new creation at 4846 North University Drive, Suite 237, Lauder Hill, Florida, 33351. Again, it's 4846 North University Drive, Suite number 237, Lauder Hill, that's L-A-U. D-E-R-H-I-L-L, Florida, F-L-O-R-I-D-A, and the zip code is 33351. And another way that you can support Phyllis's new creation is through Cash App, and it's dollar sign P-A-N-E-W, that's P-A-N-E-W-C. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every soul that heard this message today. And I pray, God, for those who pray, God, and who are now the household of faith, that you will draw them even closer to you and to a church that will help them, Lord, to know you in even greater measure. And I pray that their family, God, will see a difference in their lives and that you will, God, bless every member of their family with your presence. And we thank you, Lord. Amen. Have a wonderful day.